Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Wrestling with COVID-19. We've been doing this since March, and we're going to keep our promise. We're going to keep going. Got Jim Boy Star and Josiah here with me, and this is a very important episode because this is in a time where the vaccine is available in some countries. And, and also, just so everyone knows right off the bat here, not a lot. When would you guys say was the last COVID episode that we did? Around about. A month and a half ago? Yeah. Okay. Since then, not much has changed in the wrestling world. There are wrestling topics, but this is actually going to be more of a kind of state of the world COVID situation or more specifically, I guess, the United States and Canada. Obviously, Josiah um, from Canada is going to tell us everything going on there. Um so if you're looking for lots of wrestling news, this might not be the COVID episode that's going to give you a lot of wrestling news because there's very, very little. Um, the vaccine as of right now is available in certain countries, the United States included. Canada as well, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, I don't know about you, Josiah, but we kind of have been documenting yesterday and today the first people to actually get the vaccines and kind of put things in perspective it is December 15th at 7.07 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Uh, things in Canada? So, uh, Canada is in the midst of the second wave quite severely right now. It has, We had a relatively quiet summer really all across Canada. Uh, my part of Canada in particular has done exceptionally well. Uh, but... Uh, pro I think last time we mentioned we, we went get back down on a, a lockdown uh, for about two weeks uh, we had to do it again uh, we saw a rise in cases in our province and uh, of course the, the usual parties were upset with that but uh, I actually did a fascinating uh, or read some fascinating information and confirmed it uh, North Dakota has about the same population as my province of New Brunswick. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, when I first checked it, North Dakota had 15,000 active cases of coronavirus. Okay. We had 80. <laughs> about the same population density. In fact, actually, uh, New Brunswick is a little smaller, so our population density is higher. So to the people in New Brunswick and Canada... Who, or even Maritimes, uh, Nova Scotia and PEI as well, who are protesting all these restrictions. Let's look at North Dakota and learn a lesson. All right. <laughs> um, so, has anything changed in regards to how your government has been handling things? And, and if you can, remind us what benefits currently versus, I don't know, let's say three months ago or four months ago um canada has been getting I, I have an idea of what it is but i kind of want you to just tell us well at, at now uh, as we were a few a few months ago uh the cerb which was the canadian emergency response benefit uh has ceased in october meaning that people who were unemployed or because of work are not getting two thousand dollars a month anymore but they are getting it through employment insurance in some ways uh, if they have EI through their work, they are getting automatic acceptance and being given uh, an amount that's usually higher than what it would be. 
Now, uh, just before we go forward to kind of clarify, this is for people that have lost their jobs? Yes. Okay, okay, just wanted to... Because I know we, ours is called unemployment benefits, and I, I, your term was a little bit different, so I kind of want to make sure instead of just assume that it was. Uh, employment insurance in Canada, we call it EI, but it is unemployment uh, benefits, yes. Okay. So uh, it's, uh, you basically have to work a certain amount of hours, and then if you lose work, you can just apply to it from the government, and they give you a certain percentage of what your paycheck was back to you. Mm -hmm. Right. Usually 55 days, depending on whatever the person was. Usually around 55%, but it's it's sometimes more than that. Um, but uh, right now, they lower the required hours for it uh, dramatically, and they also uh, they also increase the base. They, you get a base amount regardless of where what you're making right now during COVID. So. Uh, it's $500 a week is what they're giving okay. that. Uh, but it is taxed, so you end up getting about eight. Sure. I, I believe ours is taxed as well, to be honest, when, you, when, when we collect unemployment. Um, I mean, I haven't had unemployment for a while, but I vaguely remember that, that there was tax taken out. So that's no different uh, as far as as far as us goes. How are you guys doing? So you said everything shut down. Is that all of Canada, or is that just your... Uh, particular section and if it's not all shut down what is and what is open so the uh the each province has their own regulations about this about what their own phases are for reopening uh so every province is a little bit different uh previously before this we had something called the atlantic bubble which was the four provinces on the east coast of Canada. It would be uh, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, PEI, and Newfoundland. And uh, we were able to travel freely between those provinces without isolation because of the lower numbers uh, for most of 2020. Uh, we've been able to do that. Um, that bubble is gone now. It has ended. Uh, when we saw the rise in cases happen, uh, we changed what our phases were here in New Brunswick. Uh, it used to be when you were in the orange phase, you could bubble with one other household, and uh, still, so I could have friends that I could visit and they could visit me. But that's the only people you can visit. Right. Uh, now it is if we're in the orange phase, it's a single household bubble. In other words, you're not allowed to go to anyone else's house unless you are a caretaker for someone. Okay. Um, so they increased the strictness for individuals, but they loosened the restrictions for businesses in the orange phase. Previously in the orange phase, gyms and whatnot would be closed. Gyms, bars, whatever. Now they're not. And so basically what it is is it's a yellow phase for uh, businesses, but a red phase for people. Okay. I am not a fan of this. Well, it also, it's, if I'm not mistaken, it kind of, it doesn't, maybe I'm missing in Bill, please, if you're chiming in, if, mm -hmm. you, if, you, if what you think, um, but it doesn't seem like it makes sense. No, not it in terms, Not in terms of, well, you know, should we open versus should we not be open. It doesn't make sense if, okay, you're 
restaurants and bars are open, but your individual people that would go to said restaurants and bars are in the red zone that can't go anywhere. So therefore, no one can go to the restaurants and bars. Is, is that? Am no, I you're, reading that right? You're allowed to go as long as you only go and sit in your household bubble. So, but you're if still I, going out. Like, I guess that's the part I'm having trouble understanding. And Bill, are you on the same boat as me, or do you kind of understand this? Uh, I think I kind of get it, but I'm not too positive. I just have to continue to explain that because obviously both me and Bill are still somewhat unclear. So if we were in the orange phase, we're not right now. We did move back to yellow in my in my city. Some parts of the province are still orange. Sure. Okay. Um, they have each. They have the province divided into five sections, and each section has their own rating uh, right now. And some parts are orange. There's no parts that are in red. Uh, most of the province is yellow. It was two two to three three parts for the most part that were orange at one point, but I think it's only one part now. <laughs> What this means is when you're in orange, if I were to go out for a meal at a restaurant I can, and sit with people, the only people I'm allowed to sit with at that restaurant are my roommates. But though in going to said restaurant, wouldn't you pass people that, by default, that might not be in your bubble? That's I guess that's my point. It's theoretically, yes, and it's why I don't think it makes much sense. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Okay. The restaurants themselves are required to practice social distancing as well, so they are they do have to have a limited amount of people inside at once, and you have to be set a certain distance apart. Uh, but, uh, honestly, honestly, what this ended up being, and it's very frustrating, is this happened... The reason why they're keeping all those businesses open is because it's around Christmas and they're going to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. That's why they're doing this. They're not doing it because they're trying to protect people. They're doing it because they they are prioritizing profit over lives. Well, that's what America's been doing. But let me ask you this. In regards to how has Canada, if at all, dealt with the businesses that were closed down for all that time uh, has, uh, do the, uh, can they apply for for compensation of lost time down? Do you guys offer that up there in Canada? Uh, there there needs to be more done for the businesses that have remained closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the government is providing basically loans uh, that will eventually have to be repaid. Right. But they're repro- they're with very few conditions to any business that needs them. And they are subsidizing wages up to 70% as well. So uh, they have several different things happening. But uh, honestly, the initial response of our federal government was very good. Which, we again, people can listen back to old episodes and kind of track at this point. Because even though Bill said, you know, we're still going with this, it's not like we've done this every week. Exactly. Uh, I feel like we've done this. This has got to be like our sixth or seventh. Mm-hmm. Which, to be honest with you, I'm kind of surprised we reached this point, sadly. Uh, when I originally thought of this idea, I figured we were three episodes and maybe four and then we're done. So, really, with what's happening in Canada right now, as far as my perspective goes, uh, we're starting to lose the narrative a bit, so to speak. Right. Uh, we're not going far enough. Sure, and, absolutely. And... The advantage that we had for a, in a, many places compared to the rest of the world, we are starting to lose. 
when it comes to this virus. So the vaccine came at a very good time in that regard, but we're probably still going to be at least a year before things are even close to normal. Right. But, and, then, and by the way, I want you to hold off on the vaccine talk. I'm going to have that as its own separate section. So I'll try to stick for now with the what Canada is doing for um, for right now, you know, right. without vaccine talk. Because we'll get to that. Trust me, there's plenty to say about that. So, so essentially their response right now appears to be uh, focusing more on keeping businesses open in the best as much as possible. Uh, provincially, that is certainly the case. Federally, it is less so, but it's still it's still there as a problem. And we have other parties now push, pushing back against the federal government to do more. And we have one party in Canada pushing back against the government to do less. Would you like to tell me the name of that party? I, I, I don't rem- I'm sure I asked this before, but I don't remember what your, the name of your party systems are. So uh, we, we have four to five major parties in Canada. Which is already better than the United States. Okay, go ahead. So the party in power right now are the Liberals, the Liberal Party of Canada. Okay. Uh, they have held power in Canada more than any other party. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the Conservative Party of Canada, which is traditionally the opposition. Uh, and they are the second largest party in Canada and have also held power many times. Then there are three other parties in Canada who've never had a prime minister, but they have, uh, at times, two of them at times have been the official opposition, um, which means they had the second most seats in parliament. Okay. Uh, it's the New Democratic Party, the NDP, and the Bloc Québécois, which is a, uh, which is a, a party based out of Quebec, and their main platform is we want to separate from Canada. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. They're, they're, what is it again? The Bloc Québécois? Québécois. Uh, so what what uh, Quebecois is what uh, what Quebecers are called people from Quebec. Okay, gotcha. Uh, wrestling people out there, we're not the Mountie. <laughs> no, they're no. <laughs> uh, so uh, is that why they were big guys? <laughs> now I'm starting to wonder like if that gimmick was made like with a specific purpose. Because I didn't know about all this Quebec stuff. It's funny, they played the gimmick differently in Canada. Uh, well, no. Not, not In some parts of Canada they were. But like when the Mountie, when the Mountie was a character, he wasn't allowed to be the Mountie in Canada because there's actually laws against wearing Mountie uniforms. I heard about that, yeah. I heard about that. So it's just funny. Because um, uh, the Mounties are our, our police. Sure, yeah. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the RCMP. Um, and normally they're dressed like regular cops, but for ceremonies they wear the traditional Mountie uniform. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they would look no different than many many police officers you'd see all around the world. Uh, but uh, with that being said, um, they the Bloc Québécois uh, has lost a lot of power since the 90s. Uh, they haven't been the official opposition since, like, the the early 90s. And the separatist movement in Quebec is not very popular anymore. But for some reason, they're, the people who run in that party 
still get elected to seats in certain parts of Quebec. There are some parts where the separatist part is still very strong, but younger people tend not to care about that. They would they tend to vote NDP. Uh, NDP is the second most popular party in Quebec. Uh, uh, well, it's between them and the Liberals. The Conservatives never get a seat in Quebec, ever. Um, the rest of Canada, it, it fluctuates between Liberal and Conservative, it, depending on what's going on. The, uh, so the Liberals are in power now, and the uh, last party is the Green Party, the Green Party of Canada. And they're very popular in small sections of Canada. Uh, British Columbia tends to be where they have the biggest base on the left, on the uh, east coast or uh, west coast. Uh, it would not be all that dissimilar to a culture you would get in Seattle, in the Pacific Northwest. Um, they, yeah. So the Pacific Northwest and uh, British Columbia share a lot of similar cultural aspects, um, but. With that being said, with that, uh, the Green Party even has a, I think they have a seat in New Brunswick as well, in my province. But, so so they, they are a very distant fifth party, but they, uh, so basically we have one party on the right, the Conservative Party of Canada. We have a party in the middle, which is the Liberals, and leaning slightly left. We have a party that is slightly left of them in the NDP, and then we have a party that's far left in the Greens. And the Bloc Quebec law, who knows where they are. They, they do their own thing. So the, the original uh, reason that I, I had asked this now, now that we have a, an outline of the different parties, so who's the one that's pushing back? The Conservatives. Okay. Uh, and it's frustrating. Uh, the uh, like, and what do you mean by that? Is it like equivalent to like what we see here in the United States as... Um, you know, people like say, you can't shut us down, you can't take away our freedom and stuff like that, is, or is it a different kind of pushback? That does exist in the party, but it is a, a smaller amount than we would be in the United States. Not everyone in the Conservative Party is nuts. Uh, I think every party in Canada has something good to offer Canada. And every party in Canada has something bad to offer. Uh, so I'm not sold to any one particular party. Uh, although the last few elections I have voted NDP. Okay. Uh, uh, but I, I, uh, I, find, I find the NDP is conservative in the right ways and liberal in the right ways. That's, that's how I would put that. I mean, the important lesson I get from all this is at least you guys have... Not, I mean, obviously not a wide variety, but certainly more choices, viable choices than yes. here in the United States, I would say. Yes, absolutely. I think we need more choices on the right, to be honest. Uh, but we're, but even then, there, then there's other parties as well outside of those. We do have independent parties outside of that. And some of them do gain some traction as well. Uh, I believe they'll, some of them will gain uh, seats in the provincial legislature. Uh, um, Provincial uh, parliament, sorry. Um, so, like, on a provincial level, other parties might get represented. It, it has happened before. Uh, federally, I don't think it has happened, but uh, I could be wrong on that. But in that case, really what it comes down to is we do have a pretty good political system in Canada, um, but I would not be shocked if we saw a split in the Conservative Party again 
There was one in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, and they consolidated into one whole party again in the 2000s, which is what led to them getting elected in about 2004 or 2005. Um, and they had seven or eight years in power. Uh, but with that being said, uh, there are elements of the Conservative Party, including their leader, that are pushing back against the lockdowns in unhealthy ways. Can you give some examples, please? Uh, some is just, we we need to end the lockdown now. The virus only kills 1% of people. Okay. Which is what you get in the United States. Right. That's. I mean, that's pretty much, what I would say, Bill, correct me if I'm wrong, a majority of, of that statement from, from that particular side. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Of course. They don't actually do the math properly, and 1% of Canadians is a lot of people. <laughs> and it would completely overwhelm and crush our hospitals and destroy our healthcare system. So, uh, it's it's a lack of understanding in that regard. And their their leader is considered one of the weakest leaders in the history of the party, though, inter- even internally by the party. So, this is not. I can see a split coming. That's what I'm trying to say. Now, the, I guess before we move on to the United States, my question to you, and obviously we're going to come back to Canada when it comes to the vaccine, because apparently you guys ordered more than we did, something I want to touch on. Um, would you say that, do you, would you say that that's what's going to happen within the next year, or maybe you're looking at maybe within the next 10 years? Is it a sooner or later situation, you think? Oh, the split? Yeah. Uh, next 10 years. Okay, so not like in the next, so not in the next year. So you're looking at no. okay. No. All right, then we move. And a lot of things can change there. So sure, of course. All right, now we move on to the dumpster fire that is the United States of America. Bill, how are you doing? Well, I'm I'm doing good. Um, my state is in a little bit of, you know chaos right now because well, of course my sister told me not to come right <laughs> basically um, i guess it was like i had a, a week off the other uh, a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. i was like yeah i can't go anywhere because you know covid and even if i wanted to things are just getting like that would be tough to even just leave the state at this point right or I, my, outside of driving and i was like yeah let me see what they're doing and one of my sisters and her husband was talking to me, and I, the husband's like, don't come, it's bad down here. <laughs> like, okay, great, now I have nothing to do, but I, I thank you for giving me the heads up instead of me coming down there, and then kind of just sitting around for an entire week. That's not my home, you know what I'm saying? At least in the home, I can have things that I can do, like video games and stuff. Right. So why, um, why is so why is it bad? Let's talk about this. Well, like, I got some idea from my sister, but I want to hear from you. Well, I mean the cases are starting to rise up more. Um, we're pretty much like a red zone right now. That's the whole state, or just your section? Uh, well, I mean my county is like the most infected. Like we have the most cases in the entire state. Okay. And for you, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> we have close. <laughs> I, I accept this award on behalf. No. Uh, we have close to a thousand deaths in total. In your one, in your one county. Yeah. Oh my God! What? Why is what? Why? Because I don't even think your county's the. I didn't think your county was the biggest one. 
Well, it, it actually is, size-wise, the biggest county in the state. Really? I didn't know that. Okay. And we're also a few miles away from Washington, D.C. So you think that plays a factor? People went from Maryland to D.C.? And then back again. Protests on, and not only protests, I'm going to play both sides here, and the Biden celebration, do you think that that might have increased your numbers? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, I really think so. Um, and then also, it, it, I mean, here, actually, I, okay, I have the number here. As of right now, we've had 972 deaths in my county. And that's since the beginning, right? Yeah. Okay. With 48,000 confirmed cases. Mm-hmm. So well, you have remained safe through all this, apparently. Uh, yeah, knock on wood, you know. The only thing you told me one time was with your sister. There was a little bit of a scare there, but that, right. that passed. Mm-hmm. Now, um, are you going to work? No, we are still doing uh, distance learning. Uh, our county executive and the head of the school board had announced a few weeks ago that distance... Because originally, um, this, this was in the summer, the goal was to be back by the beginning of February, which would be when the second semester of the school year started. That ain't happening. (laughs) Uh, I can tell you that. Is that you saying that, or are they already saying They have already said that. It is not going to happen. They're hoping probably right now at least April. Right. Or at that point, you might might want to just wait till the next school year. That's what I'm... April and May. Yeah. And then you got a little bit of June, and then that's it. Yeah. Um, the restaurants are starting to close this week. Uh, I was under the impression that that had already started. Like, maybe yeah. like two or three weeks ago. No, it's very recent. Okay. Um, they're still going to do, you know, like delivery, takeout. Right. So there's that. Um, my favorite thing is the number of people that you can have in your house here. Okay. You can have no more than 10 people in your house at one time. Okay. And if, excuse me, if you have people coming into your house, they have to wear a mask. Some, there's like some weird rule where it's like you have to wear, some people like will have to wear a mask at all times if they come to your house. Uh, I think there's another rule where, and this is where it got a little confusing for me. It was like, you can only have so many people per square foot in your house. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so math wasn't helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Only algebra is not helpful. All the other maths are okay. (laughs) That's a shoot. (laughs) No, um, and then today, our governor announced um, that the National Guards are going to be called in to help with the vaccine. But I'll get more into that a little later on. Yeah, that's the first time I've heard of anything, the National Guard. I mean, yeah. I heard that we were delivering it through UPS or something. Oh, God. The National Guard. Oh, dear God. Um, other than that, um, I mean... We haven't really been burnt down to the ground. There have been no riots. Um, 
the small businesses are, you know, doing the best that they can. Um, I mean, I went out recently to get a Christmas tree uh, late last week. And, I mean, they were doing business, you know. It's, it, 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 it's a little weird at this time of the year. It's like, man, everybody should be going out. We should be celebrating, getting ready. And it's kind of a somber feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a strange feeling. Right. So, but, yeah, Maryland right now is be starting to become a hot spot as far as COVID cases go. Okay. Um, so as far as I go, I'm, I'm still going to work every friggin' day. Um, anyone who's... I, 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 I just love the fact that, like, uh, there's no way that I would be considered an, an essential business at all. Absolutely not. So I don't know how this has happened. I still continue to go to work. Other people are going to work, too, but obviously not that much. But I have noticed an increase. Um, I do work in New York City, and but, but I do live in New Jersey. So I go from New Jersey to New York on public transportation. Um we are so certain parts of New York are in kind of orange zones, so it's not shut down. And in my opinion, we are doing the exact same wrong things as we did in March and April, because I know the point's supposed to be, as 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 a as a nation here, the point's supposed to be that we are trying to not shut things down as much as we can. So that, you know, our economy doesn't tank. Well, how well did that go with this past March and April? And you're doing it again. Um, as far as I go, I have been riddled with health issues. I continue to be riddled with health issues. Um, um, I guess I'm still doing the commute. I have taken a week off, sadly, for the most part, only for doctors. Um and I don't know, I'm just like really, really tired. I'm really like depressed and because I had a lot of changes in my life in this past year. I mean, everyone has, but for me in particular, like, you know, there was deaths and, and there was a death and a change to to people that I'm very, you know, that's very, very close to me. So it, it's been rough. Um, I'm still disgusted by our government and their their lack of actions um maybe yeah, there's been a lot of, I don't know you bill down in maryland but there's been a lot of talk up here about another lockdown in the next two weeks see the only thing that i know of is when joe biden gets sworn in in what like four weeks five weeks yeah, from January now 20th. Like his one of the things that he wanted to do was have all of us be on like a hundred day mandate of wearing masks wherever we go. I mean, I, we've been doing that here. I don't know how Maryland is, but we've been doing it here for the last six months. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's not working, but I'm also saying like that's nothing new to me at this point. Has Maryland been doing that, or would you say it's like a fifty fifty? Some people are wearing, some people aren't. I. I mean, they like when I've gone out. Most See, times, you go I out that. See, that's the problem here, is that, and I think that's what I. 
it's a hard time for me to understand other people's because unfortunately my life's kind of the same because I, I still have to go to work so I'm like not used to like I have to remember that you and Josiah actually aren't going out so you don't see like really as much as I do on a consistent basis you know out in the actual outside of your place you know what I'm saying yeah um for the most part I see people wearing masks I mean I it's not being forced upon but most people, like, I've seen them wear masks. Like, the only time that I don't wear a mask, I've probably said it on here before, and I'll say it again anyway, <laughs> is when I go up to my sister's house, which is a block away. Mm-hmm. I don't think, in, in, in if I sound ignorant, I apologize. But I don't think, in a block, I'm going to get COVID from someone, especially if I don't see anybody outside. Right. Uh, just to kind of circle back to Josiah real quick, because I, I guess I want you to touch on this. How are people in Canada doing with masks? So um, masks are mandatory in pretty much every province now in Canada, and most people are complying. Okay, well, that's, well, that's good. Uh, so going back to just about stuff going on over here with me, um, like I said, I'm just watching things. You know, we obviously had... We when the election was going on, did we have an episode around that or no? Or is this the first episode since that election? I think it's the first one since. I think it's the first one since the election, but I know we had one just before the election. Okay, so... So, I think that month and a half territory. Mm-hmm. So, the latest news, obviously, is Joe Biden is the next president of the United States. And actually, for those that might have doubted the win... Um, yesterday it was made official uh, because the Electoral College voted and I saw I don't know if Bill you saw this at all but the person that was representing Alabama uh, for the Electoral College was dressed in an Uncle Sam suit no I didn't that's, <laughs> that's hilarious I'm sure you can find the video I'm sure both of you if you look it up you'll find it and we, and we can also add that uh, Trump lost 58 lawsuits yeah. Sure. Yes. So, so every every lawsuit he brought forward, he lost, mm-hmm. except for one, which was we weren't close enough to the uh, our, our representatives weren't close enough to the people counting the votes, which was actually filed before the end of the election, and the judge agreed with him, and they were allowed to move like ten feet more in. That was it. <laughs> you know, like that. That's the only one he won. So. <laughs> Now, that, all this being said, um, certainly, you know, Trump's been pretty much talking about all this election, quote-unquote, fraud in his opinion, um, all at the same time not saying anything about this new spike that we've been having here in the United States. Again, it feels very similar to me in March, like I felt in March and April, like how... You know, you know, things aren't getting, getting done, and now I, I, I know part of it probably in his mind is like, well, there's a vaccine out. Well, it's not everyone's getting it within a week, so. Exactly. Um, of course, he also had the time to slam your governor, Bill. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, and called, and, him, called him a rhino. And my governor has slammed him back. Did he? Because I don't yes. hear anything. You can tell me that in a second for those okay. that don't know. Rhino is, um, means in 
Trump's mind, uh, Republican in name only. Because he is a Republican, am I correct there? Governor Hogan is a Republican? Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, so what did he say back? Because I don't know this. He said to Trump, how about you? How about you get off the golf course and do your job? Mm. So, because Trump's been on the golf course, you know, like most times since the election. So. Well, also, yeah. Famously, famously, your governor, and correct me if I'm wrong, and we probably would have talked about this on the first episode of, that we did with this. Mm-hmm. Um, was the one person that got ventilators from? South, South Korea. Korea? Yes. Right. Because his wife is from South Korea or has family in South Korea. Mm-hmm. So they were able to work out a deal to get these ventilators from South Korea over to Maryland. Okay. I never knew the connection until just now. I did not mm-hmm. know that his wife was from South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so anyway, he's doing all this stuff. He's losing in courts over and over and over and over again. And yet, we still don't have a stimulus plan again. Right. I mean, we're, we, you know, we talked about Josiah's great benefits that immediately he said could be better. We're still, Josiah, don't you guys get like, you guys don't get like a certain thing a month, a certain amount, even not counting unemployment. Uh, no, not anymore. That, uh, that, uh, well, it would be for people who were, whose jobs were affected by COVID, for sure. It's not every single person. If your job has been affected, you don't qualify for it. But, uh, if you couldn't make it to your job or couldn't get set up for your job at home, it, like, you would get uh, up to, uh, to two thousand dollars a month, uh, and that was the uh, uh, I, bl- I believe I mentioned it before. It was the Canadian Emergency Response Benefit, and uh, that ceased in October. But we still have uh, easier access to our employment insurance that kind of took the place of it. Uh, they 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 lessened the restrictions on employment insurance uh, so that even more people who some who wouldn't have normally qualified do get to qualify now. Uh, and for example, I had a, uh, I've had brief bouts with like uh, a mental illness and all that before, where I've had to take time off work. And uh, previously, I would not have qualified for sick leave with uh, employment insurance. Uh, but right now, I would if I had to. So. Uh, it's, so, there was, uh, there was, so there was never a like set amount that everyone got all at once. There was two thousand dollars for a bit, but not not for every Canadian. No, uh, okay. we never had it for every Canadian. Okay, because like it's, I mean, like I, again, I'm not going to try to pretend I know how other countries work, other than you know, obviously I can ask you about Canada. We had had our one check of one thousand two hundred dollars back uh-huh. in. Yeah, something like that. It was in the springtime. And since then, you know, more people have fought. There have been plenty of bills that, you know, would go to both sides. And again, this is why we need to get out of this two-party system. Because they, all they do is play tug-of-war. And quite frankly, I blame both sides. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, but like, for example, one of the things was... 
recently, Trump said that he was going to veto, if he hasn't already, another stimulus package that for some reason the Democrats don't believe that we should get $1,200 as a check. How should we get it? You know what I mean, as in general. <laughs> right. And to me, that's the thing that is the number one sign off. Is like everyone should get another stimulus check. And we should not be bailing out fucking transportation. First off, I, to me, no money should go to any kind of transportation systems. I'm talking airlines, um, you know, train stations, none of it. But. The fact that they keep putting these different things in when I just don't understand because at one point Trump did say, at one point both sides said, let's get money directly to the people. But the problem is they never said it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and they never agreed on what that actually looked like. Yeah. Right. Well, the thing is, they could, each side wants to tack it on with their other bullshit. When, when all, all we as Americans, Americans would love is just at least one other check. check. Like, don't put it with anything else. Figure out everything else later. Yeah, and then you have people like uh, AOC just saying, get money into people's hands. Yes. <laughs> like, which is common sense. Uh, and, I mean, we had uh, people in Canada, like, uh, remember how I said it was limited to who, who got it here? Uh, we've had the NDP pushing very hard for Canada to pass a universal basic income, uh, which would have solved a bunch of these problems. But instead, they have been bailing out billionaires. Right, exactly. And, that's, mm-hmm. and like I said, for the latest one, you know, I, first off, Trump has a... I agree with Trump with vetoing it, but not for the reason that he wants to veto it. Right. He wants to veto the latest bill because it didn't have something to do with, like, an internet thing that he didn't agree with or he wants stricter internet. I think he should veto it because why are we spending so much on military? Why, why aren't we just getting it right to the people? Like, why are they getting it? Stop. Like, just give us the money. The, uh, the internet thing was uh, he's basically looking to end any form of net neutrality the U.S. has, even though it's basically been destroyed two years ago. Uh, yeah, what it is is he wants to sue Twitter for marking his tweets as misleading. That's right, pretty so funny. I, I agree with the veto, but not for the reason that he... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or you could stop trying to put misleading things on Twitter. Hmm. Uh, certainly one of the people that have been fighting for the stimulus hardcore, it seems like, is Bernie Sanders. Yes. Yeah, so I definitely give Bernie a lot of credit. Bill, I don't know how you feel about Bernie, but he's one of the guys that are definitely really going all in on the whole like just get the money to the people get the stimulus checks we shouldn't do a bill that doesn't include the stimulus checks with with bernie i'm i'm kind of neutral on him because i mean the guy's been there forever yeah if he had not gone twice for the presidential nomination as a democrat i think they're could have been a chance he could have won as an independent because there were people you know especially four years ago that were behind this guy yeah yeah i still say and i probably said it on previous episodes if it was bernie sanders and not hillary clinton bernie sanders would have won and there would have been no trump oh god yeah bernie sanders would have taken the trump vote 
But instead, the Democrats want to keep things in the system because they got Hillary, who was already in the system. And look at who it took to beat Trump now. Someone else who's like the system. They went with they went with the the easy choice instead of the brave choice. And uh, personally, if Bernie Sanders was prime minister of Canada, I would be very happy. Yeah, I I like Bernie. Um, but he's one of the ones that, are, that that's fighting, that's really fighting for the stimulus. Now, unfortunately, I don't know if we're ever going to get another stimulus. Which brings me to my next topic because of. I think this plays a big factor into why we won't get another stimulus. And that's, we've recently started with a vaccine. Yeah. Now the vaccine, I'm gonna say right now, um, as great as it is, to me, very suspicious of when the announcement came out here in the United States. Literally the next work day after Biden was announced as the next president. I do think that there is something to that where they were holding it back and probably knew about two or three weeks ago um, before that. Yeah. And we're waiting to see how the election played out, which is, to me, terrible. But it's big pharma, so what are you going to do? Well, part of that, um, they, they require having to file certain things uh, before they announce, things like that. Uh, if they're not filed at a certain time, they don't, they, the announcement would be delayed or whatever. Uh, and so you don't, think, you don't think that that's a little strange that it was announced at like 9 a.m. on Monday morning with Biden announced as president on Saturday afternoon? Based on the paper trail of showing when they submitted stuff to for the announcement, because that, that has been publicly released by the FDA and whatnot, uh, I don't think there was anything to it. All right, I'll, uh, I'm going to probably disagree with you on that, but that, anyway, that's, that's fine. That's fine. But uh, and yeah, and that's okay. Uh, I do have some interesting stuff about that about Canada, but I'll let you continue. Yes. Yeah, so, so basically, no. So we got the announcement of the Pfizer one first, I believe. Yes. Right, and then and then, which I predicted, by the way, uh, I told people in work, because within I would say 48 hours, we heard from Ma, Ma, Moderna, I believe the name of it, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Who also now said, oh, well, yours is. I think theirs was like 90%, and then ours is 94.5% or something like that. I'm like, all right, so now this is where people are gonna up, and then it makes me suspicious even more. You know, the timing of all of this. Um, No, I was going to say, the thing that caught my attention about, or at least the first vaccine, and I read this somewhere last week, where it was like, it could cause allergic reactions. Mm. And I'm like, ooh. Well, the allergic reactions they say it could cause are the same that any vaccine can cause. Right. So, uh, usually it's just uh, swelling or rash, and uh, most of them go away uh, without any issues at all. Uh, in terms of, people when they hear allergic reaction, they think, oh my gosh, the worst could happen. And the amount of people that would happen to, it's the same riskiness as any vaccine that you're vaccinated with as a baby. Yeah. So, the, the actual risks themselves are very low. Uh, for this one coming. Uh, I've done a lot of reading on it, and we've had a lot of really good info coming from the Canadian government about the risks associated with the vaccine. Uh, and 
Shocker, Canada is really some good information about this. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's, let's bring it to that. So apparently one of the things is Canada bought the Pfizer one? Like more supplies than you may even need or something to that effect? Uh, yes. Uh, the Canadian government has secured Pfizer, uh, Moderna, uh, or whatever they are, and the uh, Aztec, Aztecaseneca, or uh, the UK one, the Oxford one. Uh, we secured doses of all of those uh, back in March. Uh, we before the U.S. decided they were going to try to put a monopoly on it, uh, which is really another problem. Well, it's, it's it's very Trumpian. Let's just put it that way. Um, whereas Canada has announced that the vaccine will be free for all in Canada, uh, and any uh, excess vaccines that we acquire. Uh, will be given away to impoverished countries for free. So, uh, we are, as far as the vaccine goes, I think we're actually handling it very well here in Canada. But uh, our Health Canada website has a list of everything. If you are under 16, it does not recommend that you get the vaccine here. As it should be. Mainly because they don't know what the effects would be on a kid yet. Yeah. Uh, so they still need to run trials on that. All the trials they've done on are, are on adults. So uh, it's not like a standard vaccine for like polio or measles that you would give to a child. Uh, with that being said, I don't. I would not be shocked if it gets approval for children under 16. Uh, probably, you probably have to be over six, I would guess, five or six, and uh, then they won't get approval for younger than that. They'll just leave it at that because the virus. At, at, at the younger the you are, the less the chance the virus has of ha even affecting you. Sure. Um, I agree, I agree. So, uh, not that it can't, but that it's so rare that having all the adults vaccinated, or as many as possible, will create herd immunity to where a child doesn't need it. Right. Uh, so, with that being said, uh, the risks associated with it, there were four people who developed Bell's palsy because of it. As far as we know, it's because of it. Uh, they, uh, Pfizer is the one who announced that. Four people out of 40,000 who developed Bell's palsy. Uh, but they were unable to link it to the vaccine itself. Could have been separate cases. And the truth is we don't know what the cause of, cause of Bell's palsy is. Like, we don't understand where it comes from and how it happens. And uh, everyone who got it recovered within three days. So, so that, that is the is worst, worst side effect that has been recorded of the Pfizer vaccine, vaccine. Okay. Uh, which means it's, it's relatively side effect free. Uh, the general side effects are swelling, fever, rash, and most of those clear up on their own, no problem at all. Uh, as always, if people have had negative reactions to a flu shot before, don't get it. But other than that, it, is, it, it seems to be safe. Uh, and uh, Health Canada approved it before the FDA in the United States, which is unusual. Um, it means it had to pass very, very strict protocols, stricter than the U.S. has, uh, in order to be approved. So, as far as that goes, I would say it's probably safe. Uh, well, for, for us, that is the, one of the reasons people don't hear, don't, or hesitate on taking it, is because of the fact that you know, some people feel like it came out too fast. You know, some people are like, oh, well, you know, we'll say Trump uh, is the one that was 
responsible for this, so I'm not going to take it based on that, which, you know, I think is a little bit silly. Um, yeah, it's a little far. Well, and what, one thing to qualify with that, too, is a lot of people don't realize... I, I'm going to qualify this with an explanation first, uh, but a vaccine for these types of viruses has been in development for 18 years. Uh, SARS, uh, which is also a coronavirus, uh, they've been developing vaccines for that since 2002. Uh, MERS, the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, uh, so it's another coronavirus. They've been developing vaccines for that since 2016, maybe 2014, something like that. Uh, and they both share similar properties to uh, to the coronavirus that we're dealing with now, which is SARS-CoV-2. That's the virus that causes COVID-19. Uh, and so a lot of these companies already had a base uh, the Oxford vaccine used the MERS vaccine that they've been working on for years as their base and basically had a functional COVID vaccine back in March. But they tested it the whole time. So they've been tested. Once the vaccine reaches testing, it only takes about a year to get it out. That is true for every vaccine. Uh, previously, development would take four to five years of a vaccine. You get to the point of where you can test it. Um, but, the but the reason, reason why, why these ones came out, came out so quickly, quickly. Uh, the, uh, the other, other ones, ones used SARS vaccines, vaccines as a base. Mm -hmm. And it's a newer technology it's called, called mRNA, mRNA uh, which, uh, which is basically it's the uh, genetic code or information that your cells read to create proteins. Your body produces mRNA naturally. Whenever you take in protein and your cells absorb it, they read information from the mRNA about how to produce proteins to heal you, to proteins to grow, whatever. Uh, and what happens with these other two vaccines, the Monera and Pfizer, they're, uh, they're, um, those ones work differently than the Oxford one. I've done a lot of reading this, if you can't tell. So. <laughs> the, uh, the, those are both mRNA vaccines, and they... What they do now is when they inject you with it, the mRNA is just a little bit of genetic code, and it enters into one of your cells, and it gives the information, and it says you need to produce a protein that looks like the coronavirus. And then it produces the protein, the then the, the mRNA deletes itself. That's how mRNA works. It doesn't modify your genetic code. It doesn't mess with your DNA. It has nothing to do with DNA like some people were in conspiracy theories are saying. Uh, and then it produces a little protein that looks like the coronavirus, and it sits on your cell, and then your, it starts going throughout your body, and your body goes, well, that's weird. That shouldn't be there. And then it develops antibodies to fight it. And those antibodies will now recognize the coronavirus when it gets into your system, and fight it off and prevent you from developing COVID-19 as a disease. You could still carry the virus, so you still need to wear masks until this virus is eradicated, but you will not develop the disease. That's how those ones work. Uh, the Oxford vaccine is a different type of vaccine. It's an older technology vaccine that we've already used, and it still produces an immune response in a similar way but instead of using the genetic code of the virus, it uses a, a dead strain of the virus. That's the basic difference. 
so that would be similar to a flu shot. Uh, so all three of those vaccines show incredible promise. Don't be surprised if the Oxford one is the next to be approved in the United States as well. I've heard grumblings about that. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, and it will be improved in, approved in Canada as well, soon, uh, right around that time. And so we're going to have three vaccines that work. That pre- which is great. You know, that's uh, and, and like I said, obviously Trump will take credit for this, and as, as he has um, the whole thing. He, he, when Pfizer came out first with the Operation Lightspeed, he's like, "Yeah, Operation Lightspeed did this." Um, Pfizer never took part in Operation Lightspeed. They received no funding from the U.S. government. They were completely self-funded. They put two billion dollars into it themselves. Although I do think, and maybe I'm wrong here, I think because because I've read about that and I was like trying to dig and do some research. We didn't, he didn't put it towards Pfizer, but I thought he did put it towards Pfizer distribution. Uh, probably. So which that's so that's the thing is like. That's, that's the, I think that's, that's the confusion. Not from him. Obviously, he wants everyone to think that he did it. So, but, but, but I think that's why some people will say like he was right, and because he's paying for the distribution of it. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is still great. Like, yeah, absolutely. Look, the thing is this: it's, it's to anyone, even if Trump wasn't there, any other sitting president would be throwing money to get a vaccine. It's not like this is some, right. Right groundbreaking like he had this idea and it changed everything no mm-hmm. any president would have done what he did and i'm gonna defend trump on something that i read about um probably like a month ago because there was an article that i saw about like getting on trump about he had a chance to purchase more of i think the pfizer vaccine and passed on it and i think that's how you guys like in canada um it was all for the Canada, and you guys took it. Do you, do you recall this article at all? Uh, so it's actually a little bit different than that, the story. Okay, yeah, please clarify. Who knows, maybe I won't defend Trump. We'll find out. Uh, Canada secured the doses of the Pfizer vaccine before the United States did. Okay. Period. Uh, we, we put in uh, money for an extreme, extremely high amount of doses. And then Trump tried to negotiate an exclusivity deal with Pfizer, I believe. Okay. Uh, and anyways, it ended up turning out that something didn't quite go the way he wanted, and he turned down additional doses uh, that he could have secured. He had the option to secure them and chose not to. Um, and so basically he, by accident, Underfunded or under-secured dosages of that vaccine. And then here's where I'm going to defend because I'm like, if that was the summer, I don't know if he could have known out of all the other ones that that one was going to be the one to put the money towards. And that is fair, uh, but he could have done what Canada did, which was just buy as many as possible of all, all the viable vaccines. That's uh, that's fair, but I just don't think the criticism of oh Trump passed on it. I don't think that's a fair criticism for him. Because uh, no. I, 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 I think anyone in the summer couldn't have guessed like which one's going to come out in the lead. I think his approach to all the vaccines should have been uh, for the because from the very beginning these were the three that were stood out like very early on, and so Canada saw that and. Acquired dosages of all of them, provided that it will actually pan out, 
in the hopes that it would pan out. And he didn't do that. So well, yeah, because that's what Warp Speed was. Didn't he put his backing behind like one specific company? I believe so. Yes. That's that, and that's and that's what it was. I mean, but okay. Regardless, let me let me kind of transition here. Unless you do, you have more vaccine talk or no? Well, one other thing for that. Uh, the vaccine has started through with Pfizer in Canada now. Uh, we have here in New Brunswick, uh, we have one hospital that can store it, and it's in the middle of nowhere. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. In New Brunswick, that is. Oh, not, New Brunswick, not all of Canada. I was going to be like, sorry. It's a town called Miramichi. It's not actually the middle of nowhere. They'd be very upset if they heard me say that. But it is a small town. Uh, and what they're going to do is work with the rest of New Brunswick to get the vaccine rolled out to the rest of the province. Uh, but it's going to help care workers first, and then the most vulnerable. And I believe people have already started being dosed with it. Um, oh, you, I'm sorry, you guys didn't make a big spectacle like we did here in the United States? No, it's no spectacle, it's just an announcement. Where they, where they're like, they show the person getting, well, at least... You know what, Bill? Let me refer to you here. Uh, I've seen video, obviously, being uh, in New Jersey and working from New York. I've seen mm-hmm. video of New Jersey and New York separately touting, "It's here's the first person to get vaccinated, and they show them get vaccinated. Has Maryland done that? Not that I know of. Okay, so it's maybe it's just in New York. To be fair, uh, New York and New Jersey, I believe, were the two biggest hit states. Oh yeah, so maybe absolutely. Doing it that way, so I don't know. But all I know is that we're like showing it to everyone in media, and people are taking pictures of the vaccination. And like, okay, guys. Uh, and, and admittedly, I saw the video of it being rolled out in uh, Washington D.C. A guy bringing it into one of the hospitals there. Okay. Uh, and uh, it made me smile. I gotta say that it made me smile to see how excited the healthcare workers were. Uh, that, that was, uh, was pretty, awesome. pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, uh, I, uh, I think over the next, uh, four, four months, months, at least in Canada, Canada they're going, going to be slowly, slowly offering it to everyone. everyone. And, uh, we're going to have a pretty good, I, I'm not going to qualify to take it right away because it's going to go to more people way more important than me. Sure. And I'm safe at home. I don't, I don't need it right away. Yeah, yeah, I definitely should qualify it more than both of you because you guys are working from home. Even yeah. though that's not supposedly how this works or is going to be working, which is kind of bullshit. I'm kind of against... Not Look, I agree with you 100%. First place, first people get it, healthcare workers, so they can treat everybody else. Second one, the... like the elderly. The elderly and more specifically um, nursing homes. Yeah. And, like, you know, and, and, and their staff. Mm-hmm. have no problem with that but I don't like that in certain parts here they're trying to push well this class should get it no it should be anyone who's actually out of the house that's physically working and doing commutes like me that should get it like maybe not the next one because of my age group but certainly I should get it more than the person that is working from home until May of next year yeah. 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 Yep. But, and I know that's not how it's going to work, which is bullshit. But whatever. Uh, I know it'll probably. I'm guessing I would probably end up getting it around April. That's based on everything that's going on. Uh, and I, I will get it. I have no, no issues with that. And by that time, we're going to have enough people to see 
whether or not how, what the negative side effects might be. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't we know that within the month, to be honest with you. Yeah. And well, most most side effects you're going to see within 15 minutes of taking. Um, I know our state, like head of education for the state, thinks that the teachers should get the vaccine as soon as possible. You're and I'm. You're remote. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, no, we don't really need it right now. I mean, See, here's the and there's the difference between Canada and the United States. Of course, this is the most politicized thing that's going to be happening here in the United States. Who gets the vaccine? Where like I'm almost sure Canada will probably do it the right way. We're we've already started doing it the right way, and teachers will probably get it here uh, for the ones that are not teaching from home uh, because our schools are pretty much open. So yeah, I would agree with that. Then yeah, I would I would agree with that. If if you have worked in the school, you should get the vaccine. If you've been working at home, you shouldn't get it right away. No, you yeah, should you be should last on the list. Exactly. I mean, really, I, I almost feel like I almost feel like the la- really the last the absolute last people on the list should be anyone that is part of government here in the United States just as a, look, you guys fuck this all up. Yeah, oh, that would be nice. But I know that that's not going to happen. They're going to get it first. A hundred percent they're going to get it first. Yeah. Uh, They're probably getting it in two weeks. I, I know for here, uh, it's not a big deal if I don't get it right away, mainly because, again, I work from home. The only time I go outside is when I go pick up prescription medication for myself. And I have my groceries delivered. I have everything else delivered. I don't need to worry about that. And I only go to one other friend's house. So I my access to the world, so to speak, is very limited right now and has been for almost, well, nine, ten months. So uh, I haven't needed to do anything like that. So let the people who need it more than me, who are out there every day, get it before me, 100%. And then, and then uh, uh, when, when, when when we get it we get to a lot, lot of people, people, and we start, we start approaching, approaching uh, uh, when, it when it goes to the general, general populace, populace, that's when I'll, I'll, I'll walk, walk over to my pharmacy, pharmacy over here and get it. And the pharmacist will inject me with it, and I'll be done in 10 minutes. Very good. Bill, do you have anything to add before we move on to the wrestling topics? Which is much. Oh, real quick, I just wanted to mention about the National Guard. Um... Basically, it was announced today, Governor Hogan said that the National Guard are going to come. Uh, My understanding, and I could be wrong with this, is that they're just there to help deliver the vaccines. They're not going to, you know, administer the shots or anything like my mom. I mean, I'm still surprised by that because, like I said, I think ours had arrived by, like, UPS truck. I, I feel like that's, that's such a New York thing. It definitely was not the National Guard. Because I would have 100 percent been like, why is this happening? Well, using the the army to deliver stuff is standard during emergencies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they they do that during uh, hurricanes and stuff like that. So that's all that is. That like I wouldn't see that as anything alarming. I'm now trying to look up, like, who's New York, who is delivering the vaccine. The pizza guy. Um, but, yeah, okay, so, uh, go ahead, continue, Bill. What else were you saying? No, I was... Domino's, 30 minutes or less. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the only thing that popped into was, for my search, New York, who delivering the vaccine. Yeah. Is 
Trump says coronavirus vaccine won't be delivered to New York right away. The first thing about them. Uh, <laughs> From November 13th. Oh, uh, yeah. And well, that was because he, uh, he tried to throw your, um, was it your governor or your mayor under under the bus or something? The governor is Cuomo. Yeah, yeah, and and he was like, no, we just have an independent party that's going to confirm everything the FDA said. So we'll have it literally seconds after the FDA confirms it. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I mean, like, like I said to you, I mean, as much as, even though I am in New Jersey and work in New York, I mean, you know, Cuomo's been, you know, really steady on things, but New Jersey's governor sucks. I'm just going to say it right now. He uses for money, the money. Like, I almost feel like saying on here that, you know what? New Jersey doesn't even deserve money for any of this because we use it terribly anyway. I mean, but anyway. Um, but, yeah, he was he apparently was mad at Cuomo, but I guess not mad at Murphy, which is the New Jersey governor. Um, which doesn't make sense because I always feel like they work hand in hand because, again, a lot of people are like me that live in New Jersey but work in New York. Yeah. So, uh, Bill, wrestling topic. So there's not much. The first one I have here is WWE moves the Thunderdome. I'm guessing it's still the same show though. Nothing's really changed. Pretty much. Um, what happened is the Amway Center in Orlando. They needed their arena because the NBA season is going to start uh, next week, as a matter of fact. The regular season is going to start back up next week, and they needed the arena, so WWE had been looking for a while, and they ended up with Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay, which is the home of the Tampa Bay Rays. So they're basically... Still doing Thunderdome, still the same show, but in a little bit bigger complex. Are they they still still doing the thing thing where, like, let's say you signed up for Thunderdome this Friday, that they can still use your image, like, two weeks from now? I have no idea. I have not heard anything about that. And they also cracked down on, like, now we're not going to have Pikachu show up or anything like that? Right, like, you can't... Where that's what made those first days actually fun was watching them. I know, <laughs> but like I realized, like, I think I saw a little bit of a clip. And I'm like, oh, all these people are fucking normal now. Like it's not even fun. Honestly, I think they're allowed to use your image in perpetuity. I think there's, I think it's in the fine print. Probably, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it in case they're yeah. like, well, we got to make sure that no should. Not. It's probably easier for them to be honest with you to do it that way because think about all the things you have to do to set up and i guess this is me actually defending wwe a little bit think about all the things you have to do to set that up and cool and get in contact with each individual person and then make sure they have the connection and make sure they don't fade out like it's probably just much easier it's not like their voices are being heard mm-hmm. so uh, do you have any thoughts on, on the Shiosai and the move? Uh, not a whole lot, really. Uh, outside of, I mentioned it briefly, but it has not done well for WWE. The payoff of the Thunderdome is diminishing returns because Raw died a death in the ratings last night. Oh my god, yes. Uh, so it was yeah. the lowest That's ratings ever. 
Here, I'll pull it up real quick. Yeah, what was what was their what was their destination? They drew 1.52 million viewers, the lowest in the history of the show. Oh, really? Yes, and they and did. And that's funny because the, a couple months ago was the was the lowest in in history of a non-holiday. Back yeah. in I think it's the second week of July because I always and count that. This is lowest of all time, including holidays. That's crazy. That's the, the, the lowest was in July, and it took them a few months to beat that record. Yeah, but here's yeah. the sad part. This week, this this week's raw, lowest first hour, lowest second hour, lowest third hour ever. I got some good trivia for you guys, and this is actually COVID-related. I should have started off the show with this, but... I, I forgot. Yeah. So the last episode of WWE Free I did, which you can find on thatspodcasting.com, was myself and Angry Cooter um, doing the Raw, the last Raw before COVID. Mm-hmm. We did, I think it was March 9, 2020. Right. Who do you guys know who the last face you saw before we hit the COVID era was? I think... I'm sorry, who was that? Goldberg? Goldberg? No, he wasn't even on the show. I think I know this one, actually. Who is it? Is it Randy Orton? No. Beth Phoenix? No. Who was it? It was um, Seth Rollins. Oh. It was an, it was an eight-man tag. And it's so funny listening, listening back to that show because I basically tell Cooter, like, Cooter, we got to pay attention because this is super important. Everything we've watched for the last two hours has led up to this. Who is the last face do people see before we enter the COVID era? And it wound up being Seth Rollins. He gave a guess. I thought they were going to toss it to the back to, like, Randy Orton. And that was going to be it, but it wound up being Seth Rollins. So, anyway, I just wanted to bring that quick trivia to see if either of you knew that. But now, you know. So, a little bit more on the Raw rating? Sure, sure. They drew a 0.41 in 18 to 49. AEW did a 0.45 last week. AEW beat them in the key demo. AEW smashed them in 18 to 34. In males 18 to 49, uh, AEW did a 0.57 last week. And Raw, I believe this time around, where was it? Uh, point four six. Uh, so, so they they're catching up with Raw in all the demos except over fifty. A younger audience is watching AEW. They almost beat SmackDown in eighteen to forty nine. They were they were oh SmackDown was around a point six, so not really almost, but they were ahead of Raw, so they were the second highest rated show in in, uh, in the key demo. Uh, since, uh, except for SmackDown, but they did beat SmackDown in some areas, uh, some demos as well. Combined num- uh, demo numbers, NXT and AEW beat every single other wrestling program on television. Oh my god. Now, Bill, I'm sure that you probably watched it. Do you think that it was fair that they got that low of a number? Did you think that that was... Are you roll? Oh, Raw was god-awful last night. Okay. Because... Well-deserved. Yeah, okay. 
Because it starts off with The Miz reading a book called The Nightmare Before TLC. (laughs) And it doesn't even rhyme, apparently. No. And then... So it's at least, it's not clever. No, it was not. What was the worst part of it? Was it that? That was, I think that was the worst part. And what did it lead to? Uh, Miz and Morrison beating Keith Lee in a handicap match. And AJ Styles beating Sheamus, because AJ was in this segment. Now, the only... The only good thing that I could think from Raw and Josiah, you can agree or disagree, was the Bray Wyatt field trip. Uh, I didn't watch it myself, so I couldn't tell you. But okay. I can only tell you what I heard. Uh... I don't know anything about the Bray Wyatt field trip. Okay, so I'll give a quick quick description. So he the field trip is Bray Wyatt, Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt, takes his puppets out of the Firefly Funhouse to go to the Thunderdome. And Randy Orton is... Is there any concern about COVID during all this? Right. So, um, so Randy is like, Bray... I like to play. I want to play a game with you. Let's play hide and seek. You come find me. So Bray starts to look, and there's this one part. This was the stupidest, funniest thing. Actually, there's two parts, but the first one was the stupidest, funniest part. Matt Riddle, who's now known as Riddle, because apparently Matt is too hard to say. He sees Rambling Rabbit, the the greatest character in the history of professional wrestling. Right, right. So he's like, "Yo, my rabbit's a big fan of yours. Could you sign his carrot?" <laughs> and then he he says, in, like, or, or in that same bit, he's like, "You know, you're like Baby Yoda." I'm going to start calling you Baby Broda. Oh, I don't and, then, like... and then the other part, R-Truth is talking to somebody. And we're not really sure who it is. And he's talking to Huskis, the pig. <laughs> and R-Truth's like, Yo, you, you know what it's like being behind the pen before? And then... And then Bray's like, Huskis, what if I told you about talking to strangers? And you then... No, and then uh, Randy beats up Bray, puts him in, like, one of those pushing boxes that they have to carry, like, equipment and stuff. He sets it on fire, and then the fiend pops out of the box mm, while it's on fire. Now I remember, I remember people, people commenting, commenting on this. this. Um... Apparently, Randy Orton, rather idiotically, through some of this, thought The Fiend and Bray Wyatt were two different people. And then he set Bray Wyatt on fire. That's a great baby face right there. I mean, if you look, uh, the best thing that I heard from this whole thing is that um, B-level Harley Quinn wasn't part of it. That's... No, she was not on that show. Good. She shouldn't be with him at all. I agree with you there. 
Yeah, because yeah, it just comes off as a bad, like I said, Joker Harley Quinn. All right. Ring of Honor. They're back, apparently. But yes. not without problems with COVID. Um, yes, because this week is final battle. They're their pay-per-view, their well, their biggest pay-per-view of the year, I think. And well, by default, it is. Yeah, by default, this year it is. Four wrestlers before they even went to Baltimore, which is where they've been doing the TV tapings, okay. tested positive. Three of them were going to be on the pay-per-view. And one of them was EC3. And he was going to have a match. And, and they were hyping this match. This was one of the big matches for that show against Jay Briscoe. Okay. So he was on Chris Van Fleet. I actually have this uh, brought up. And he talks about, uh, you know, testing positive. And he said... I've been quarantined for a week to 10 days. At this point, I have COVID and I'm at the tail end of it. It sucked a bit. Some of it wasn't bad. I'm healthy, so I was fortunate. It infected my parents who were visiting me. Whoops. So they had to stay longer. So I've had no alone time. I would say I'm at 90%. This is the tail end of it. I've had none of the respiratory issues. It felt like the flu and a moderately bad cold some of the time. Um, the other three people, Bandito, and that's the second time his name has po has popped up because in a previous episode, uh, I talked about how he had tested positive when he was in Mexico. For so he positive again? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Flamita. Is that the first wrestling-related one that we? No, it's not. There was an announcement. Oh, it's uh, Caleb Braxton. Yeah. Yeah, and Kenny King, who, to my knowledge, was not on the card for Final Battle, but was probably going to be there for the next set of TV tapings. All they got it, but you know, it's like Josiah said to us off-air. This was before they even went to the airport. Before they even made it to Baltimore. So it was all caught at pretty much the best possible time you could like catch somebody having it. Right. Ring of Honor has continued to be the best promotion in terms of how they're handling COVID. Oh my God, yes. Um, like, and it's not even close. Uh, they have a bubble that everyone has to enter into for a set period of time before they even begin the tapings. They test you every day leading up to the tapings. Uh, you cannot leave the bubble if you enter into it. So uh, lots of the Ring of Honor wrestlers or talent are tweeting out like uh, they're playing games on their Nintendo Switch or asking what shows to watch on Netflix. Which And they do it about once every month and a half. It's kind of funny. Um, but they're all taking it very seriously. Uh, and I'm actually, I've been very impressed with how uh, Ring of Honor has done that. Uh, they've, I think they've earned a lot of goodwill in that regard. Mm -hmm. um, and AEW has since not quite adapted the full policies that they have, but they have done uh, better. And uh, and I, I think basically in order of how who is treating the virus the best, you got Ring of Honor, then you got New Japan, then you got AEW, 
and then probably WWE below that, I would suspect. Uh, and only because WWE refused to actually test for the longest time. Uh, right now, their, their protocols are actually pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I, I've been very impressed with how Ring of Honor uh, does it. Uh, I... I'm trying to win a free code for Final Battle, but if I don't, I'm probably going to buy it just to give them the money, uh, because I think they've earned that. Um, their TV has been exceptional. Oh my god, yes. Uh, it's It's been shockingly good. Very, very different from anyone else, what they're doing. Mm -hmm. they, uh, they, they do about three matches on their one-hour show, and they do, uh, for I think at least two of the matches, uh, profile profile videos of each of the talent and their training, what wrestling means to them, why this match is important, and uh, it's very easy to emotionally invest in the stories they're telling right now. Alright. Um, I don't know if there's... So, wait, so... This, just going back real quick to WWE, because I, I haven't really followed the news. Have they given up yet on... They should... First off, they should have. But have they still... Have they given up yet on the... Having, having fans, fans at Royal Rumble, since I know that was a thing for a while. Not yet. How are they... Okay. Well, they're not making decisions soon. I don't think that we have a date yet, right? Uh, they... Well, I, I think the Rumble has pretty much sailed, but they are really, really hoping for, uh... for, uh, WrestleMania to have fans. Uh, I don't think they've officially made an announcement about the Rumble yet, but they have made no plans to for any, any other, other place, place with fans. So, so that, that should pretty much tell you everything, everything where they're, they're at. at. They're, they are planning for no fans, but they haven't made an announcement yet. Now, I'm looking here on Wikipedia, yeah. and, of course, this could change, but they have WrestleMania scheduled for March 28th of next year. Okay. I think that so is we'll, correct. So we'll have to see if they stay that way or if it ends up getting changed. And what does it say for Royal Rumble? Nothing. Oh my god, this is killing me. So for we don't know that uh, me and Bill will be back for Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast for the 2021 Royal Rumble, and this is absolutely fucking killing me that I can't plan because they won't announce the damn date. We might not know until the night of TLC. That's fine. You know, I'll I'll, I'll take I'll take anything. To be honest with you, it, to me this. For the sake of our planning, for me, and for me, if they announce it sooner, like, meaning, like, if they say, like, Royal Rumble's January, second week of Sunday of January, that would be way better than if they pushed it back to February. Mm -hmm. So, so keep, in keep tuned in, and we'll tell you when uh, Eliminated's gonna come back, just for a few episodes, because I had already committed to doing the 2021 Royal Rumbles, and... And now I'm not really following much of anything. I'm too busy watching HBO Max and watching Christmas things on Disney Plus. Um, okay, any other news with COVID uh, before we head out? Um, I mean, New Japan has announced matches for Russell Kingdom, and they really don't have that many. But that's not. I mean, that, that is their is biggest, biggest show, show, so maybe it is worth to just have a quick discussion. Yeah. Um, is... I, I, 
Where are they with fans at this point, Josiah? With, uh, where are yeah, they with fans? Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's gonna be about half capacity. Which is about how much? I don't know what they usually run. Oh, that's... Uh, it's 22,000 there. Yeah. Okay. And do you see... With the situation, have them having, like, a good, solid lineup, or...? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do, do we know the matches at this point, or not? Yeah, we do. Uh, I, I brought it up the other day. I, 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 have it, I, I have the first nine in front of me. Okay. okay. And, then I'll, and then I'll get the second nine. That's interesting. So they are still doing the two nights, which I had wondered if, because of the COVID stuff, they were like, no, we don't want to risk it, we'll just do one night. Right. So... <laughs> I think this is actually benefit for them because the shows are going to be shorter. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. So it will allow them to divide what would have been one show over two nights, basically. Except for, uh, I suppose two nights have been always been uh, in plans when it comes to uh, Nido, maybe in both nights, but... Well, well we'll have to see, because... It could be Ibushi, yeah. It could be Ibushi, yeah. Um, okay, so the card for the first night, which would be the fourth... Hiromu Takahashi against El Phantasmo. Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi defend the IWGP tag titles against Tonga Loa and Tama Tonga. Hiroshi Tanahashi against Great Okan. Uh, Kazuchika Okada against Will Ospreay. And Tetsuya Naido defending the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental title against Kota Ibushi. The second night, which is on the 5th, Taiji Ishimori defends the junior heavyweight title against the winner of Hiromu Takahashi and El Phantasmo. Shingo defends the never openweight title against Jeff Cobb. Sonata faces Evil. And the winner of Naido Ibushi faces Jay White in the main event of the second night. Um, predictions on what was going to be the match of the night? Uh, for first night, uh, Naito and Ibushi. Oh my god, yeah. Or Osprey and Okada, one of the two. I would, I would say Naito and Ibushi for the first night. The second night, just because I think it's going to be strangely interesting, Shingo and Jeff Cobb. Oh, that's going to be a mean guy match if there ever was. <laughs> They are going to hit each other very hard for about 20 minutes. And that yes. <laughs> All right, everyone. So why don't we give some final plugs and then let's head out of here. Uh, Josiah, you go first. So you can follow me on Twitter at WR underscore Central. Uh, and really, that's about it. But you can also follow me on Twitch at WR underscore Central as well. I am going to be resuming streaming soon. Uh, res- uh, streaming Trails in the Sky and Trails of Cold Steel. So, uh, an RPG that's awesome. So, I know, I've played a little bit of it. I like it. It's very good. Uh, lots of good characters, really fun, great story. They're all interconnected. So, it's going to make, a, I think, a fun few months of streaming, probably. Mm-hmm. As for me, it's that's podcasting.com. Uh, that's podcasting on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we should have, hopefully by this time next week, a better idea, or I'll have a better idea of certain calendar events maybe eliminated. I'll know when that's coming back. Uh, well, you know, hopefully, again, in a week, 
I'll definitely know more about the schedule for sure, but mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know about you know eliminating specifically. So right. Just check that's podcasting on Instagram and Twitter, and that's podcasting.com. Bill, give your plugs and head us out of here. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at House of Bill. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Billiam85. And check out my little podcast, That Wrestling Show, pops up each and every Friday. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this special. And everyone, have a safe holiday season. And we'll talk to you all again real soon.